the the biggest the biggest event of the week. Yeah, couldn't believe it when it happened. It shook my my week to the core. It shook your hook to the core. Shook, shook my hook to the core. <laughs> I grated my finger. Oh, oh! How did I, you manage that? Well, I think the same way everyone else manages to grate their fingers. I was I've never I was grated grating, my finger. Grating some food item, right? And then my finger got grated as well. <laughs> okay. Specifically, weirdly enough, it's my pinky. Ooh, that's a... it's, yeah, right on the joint. Oh, yeah, it's real fun. Making me wince a little bit. Um, I well, it's not quite the same, but I went to grab an item of cutlery from my cutlery mm-hmm. drawer, Kelsey Prees. A spoon? Uh, might have been, might have been. And I managed to slice my thumb on the upturned edge of a knife. Oh. Like, it was, it was not, it's not even the classic, the, the, like, the oh. thing I always worry about when I'm chopping carrots. I'm like, oh, I might just chop my finger off here. It was like, <laughs> knife facing upright, wrong side, sliced my thumb. It was very painful. Right. But not quite, I mean, in terms of, like, metal, kitchen utensils related injuries, we have... We've got the bingo here. We got we got two out of five. It's like two fat ladies. We need three more podcast hosts, each to slice <laughs> a different finger. Yeah, I mean, I, in terms of injuries, I can't think of anyone else who's done anything particularly badly. One of my friends managed to burn himself in the stomach with an iron because he was trying to iron a shirt he was already wearing. Oh, no. <laughs> Which is amazing. Yeah, that's you, Rob. If anyone's had any kitchen utensil-related injuries, please do let us know. Let us know, and you can have a guest appearance in the next episode. What's the worst injury you've ever had? I broke my collarbone when I was a kid. Oh, I vaguely remember that, actually. Yeah, I ran, that in, I ran into an iron pole by accident. <laughs> uh, it, knocked me on, it, it both knocked me unconscious and broke my bone. Ah, that's painful. It was. A, not an experience I would recommend, although I did get one pretty long warm bath afterwards. So it's got some silver linings. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good, uh, you know, if it's like, yo, you're going to knock yourself out and also break your collarbone, but yeah. you're going to get a decent bath at the end. You're going to wake up in a warm bath. Yeah, I'll take that. Wait, you're going to wake up alone in the warm bath. You could have drowned. <laughs> I think all of my siblings have had some sort of horror injury. I'm the only one who's escaped without anything. The day will come. I'm expecting it to. Yeah, everyone does it at least once, right? Everyone like really hurts themselves at least once. Two car crashes and still not. Still unscathed. Yeah. Somehow. Maybe you're the lucky boy. Maybe. Maybe. Like, I'm not a bad driver. I mean, that's, that's a sentence. I'm a good driver. I can't park... I always get a wee bit jittery when I'm overtaking. And uh, yeah, like that besides I can drive. You're getting there. You've yeah, we're getting almost there. nailed all the parts of driving. I just go for like cruises round and play like my music really loudly and it's great. I really enjoy it. Are you a teenager? Yes, I am, James. And also I'm unemployed, so I'm, I can do this, you know. I know this is going to sound bad, but when we get to the review section of the podcast later, I list all the things I've been watching. This is not because I don't have a job. It's because... I am using my time more efficiently. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. haven't. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll also listen to all the all the things I've watched, and okay. it'll be again sadly sad. Cease <laughs> Operate episode one four nine. I'm Colin. He is James. Yep. This is Scotland's least dull podcast. That still remains unchallenged, by the way. Unchallenged. Which uh, we will continue to uh, proclaim until our dying day, until the podcast ends, I should say. Uh, <laughs> three weeks' time. Three, yeah. Maybe next month. You never know. Three podcasts? Yeah. Uh, although next week's the big 150. 
It is. And we're going to do something real special. In classic us fas- fashion, we haven't actually discussed what we're doing for it. Like, are we getting anybody on? We're doing something real special. You just wait, you just wait and see. It's going to surprise you. I can think of a few candidates, but... I mean, the argument would be that, you know, it's 150, let's just keep it tried and trusted. Ah, uh, for the 150th, you want to do it normal. You don't want to, you don't want to shake it yeah, up. Yeah, and then maybe like 151, we can... 151, you have your, your, your celebration for season one, part two. <laughs> exactly. Four years in, everybody. Now we're going into season two. Well, no, season one, part two. <laughs> okay. Season two is like way far away. Fair enough. We need, a, we need a whole lot more character development before we can call it a season. Of course, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter at Cecil Parade, Gmail uh, Cecil Parade at gmail.com, Snapchat at Cecil Parade. Thank you to various, various people who did. Uh, David was one of them who uh, I think was slightly annoyed by the fact that we took so long with the uh, previous episode between between episodes. I'm very sorry about that, David, but it's yeah, fine. Apologies. You coped. This one, we've only taken five days. We also had a suggestion that uh, the names that we were trying to come up with for the next Shrek film including Shrekker or Shrek Reborn. Uh-huh. Why didn't we think of Shrek Plus? Oh, of course, actually. You see, that's why we're not in, in the old marketing. This is why, exactly. This is that's why, we why don't I don't do get comedy. paid 10, 10 grand to think of a name. This is why when I try jokes, they don't work. Because I don't think of actually like relevant, clever things. Why didn't we think of that? Oh, because oh, it's so bad? <laughs> no, because it's like it was relevant to what we were talking about. Yeah, but that thing is the part that's so bad. Yeah, okay, that's I don't true. Wanna, I blank, blank it from your minds, everyone. Forget about the fact that Disney's called Disney+. Plus. Just forget about it. Uh, yeah, so if you want to get in touch, then please do. Always uh, welcome your messages slash nudes. Uh, I don't know how much James appreciates those. I'd but, appreciate uh, some noodle pics. Yeah, do that. If you've got any noodles... And by that, I literally mean noodle pics. No euphemisms here, guys. Send them on. Uh, I can't say noodles do much for me, but, you know, everyone's got their thing, James. Are we back into euphemisms there? or <laughs> See, I'm not tracking anymore. I will leave that to your interpretation. <laughs> okay, let's uh, take a hairpin turn into darker tones now. Stan Lee died. Wow. Here's an opening gambit for you. So, the Marvel creator, uh, basically, yeah, he'd... He was 95, so pretty good innings. Yeah, most of us were surprised he was still going, to be honest here. Yeah, like, first of all, I didn't realise he was that old. Apparently it was just a medical emergency. Uh, he died on Monday in, in California. Uh, his first ever Spider-Man comic was 1962, and the first movie came 50, oh sorry, 40 years later. Hmm. And now, is it too far stretched, James, to say that this podcast would not exist were it not for Stan Lee? Since we are primarily a Marvel movie podcast who sometimes talks about the politics and stuff, uh, no, we wouldn't have existed about this man. So, I th- thank you. I, I don't know. Well, it's a shame Yeah, to suddenly go like that. But also, he was 95. He lived a good life. He did a lot of stuff. He got to be in a whole lot of films and things. He's he's still with us. He's not really dead. All, this, all the standard stuff. I wonder if he shot his cameo for... The final Avengers. That's my question. I wonder if they had stockpiled a whole bunch of like generic cameos. Oh, maybe stuff. actually, yeah. There will definitely be at least like a fifteen second in loving memory of. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, but I'm imagining they stocked up a whole bunch of cameo footage. Basically, he was probably as planned for. His death was probably as planned for as the death of the Queen. Do you know uh, what his best cameo in a superhero film is? Is this is this someone has someone scientifically rated them? No, like. It's it's just hands down the best one. Okay. It's a DC film. 
It's an animated superhero film, and I cannot remember for the life of me what it's called. Came out super recently, and just in the middle of the film, Stan Lee comes up. This He's like, "This is amazing, y'all. They're really making movies about every superhero, and it's time they make one about me. Come on, Jade Wilson's soundstage must be around here somewhere. Hey, I'm Stan Lee doing my subtle cameo. Excuse me, Mr. Stan. This is a DC movie." Oh, gee, I gotta get out of here. So, James, in terms of his legacy, what kind of, uh, where does he stand in the world of entertainment, in the world of comic books? Well, in the world of comic books and superheroes, I believe he's the superhero. Oh, he's the Iron Man. Well, he wasn't the first, I suppose he was not really the first one, was he? He was the first. He He made the superheroes cool again. He was like the Edmund Hillary. Yeah. The Neil Armstrong of comics. And also he was quite hilarious because I've seen some videos of him like chatting about how to do comics and he just like rips into everybody else. It's wonderful stuff. He didn't care. He was a cool guy. Maybe he wasn't a cool guy. We'll find out in a year after his death that he wasn't maybe. To, Who knows? To be fair, like... But you know, he made all this happen. So g- good lad. The, like the, the mark he's left in the world is something I think to aspire to. I'm not saying that you or I will get anywhere near towards what Stan Lee has done. Oh, Okay, is this one of those like dear young listener? Let's inspi- let's inspire you thing. No, so anyone out there that's under the age of eighteen, but over four. Because if you're younger than four, don't there's listen to this podcast. Have no, there's no demographic we have there. Yeah, everyone out there that's young, and we can inspire and then take the credit for what you do because we inspired you. Go out and do great things, and then let them know. Colin and James sent you, and okay. uh, they get all the credit, and then maybe someone will pay us. Yeah, okay, well, yeah, there we go, fine. Fine, we'll take credit for that if anyone comes up with anything genius. Now, if you did, you did mention uh, he may have shot his cameo for Avengers 4. Talking of Avengers 4, the very brief news uh, we want to discuss this week is that apparently <laughs> oh, no. the running time yeah. for the conclusion to uh-huh. the whole Avengers saga is currently three hours long. Yeah. James, go. You want to know why? Because that's how long it takes to thoroughly kill off Batista's character. <laughs> no, the, whole, the whole film's dedicated to just getting rid of, getting rid of him. Right, three hours. That to me, I I know Infinity War was two hours forty, but even that felt too long. It was, and three hours is going to be too long, and then maybe we'll cut it down a touch. But when you've got this many characters, and they all have to play a significant part because they're all A-listers. Yeah. It's gonna be forever. You're gonna be watching this forever, and then there's gonna be time t- timelines and different stuff. Oh, oh dear. I'm sure it will be a good film. I'm 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 not looking forward to it again. Kind of like how I wasn't looking forward to Infinity War and ended up being all right. I'm not looking forward to it. it. Just seems like a bit of a marathon to watch. Well, they're talking about the trailer potentially being out before the end of the year. Which will, of course, mean we can dedicate an entire episode to it. But if not, it's going to be pretty soon because the movie's out in April and we still don't have a name for it. Oh, we still don't know the name, yeah. It's going to still don't know the it's name. It's going to be called Infinity War Plus. <laughs> there you go. Solid cultural references. Happy? Are you happy with Avengers it? Reborn. Avengers a- Avenged. Yeah, no, they still don't have a name for that. I know we, I know we discussed this a few weeks ago. It's not going to be Avengers Plus. I can almost guarantee it. If they, no, in fact, you know what? 
<laughs> Considering the fact that it's Disney, they may well do it. Yeah. They might Kinda well. Tie it into their streaming service. It's actually exactly. going to be exclusively released on the new Disney Plus streaming service. Okay, well, talking off uh, films which are being going straight to uh, services, we're going to skip Toy Story 4. We're going to come back to it. Um, because this is on a similar topic. Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle. Now, <laughs> yeah, James, first of all, did you see <laughs> the... Sounds a little bit like a porno. <laughs> Goodness sake. Mowgli, the 2016 version of the jungle book by john favreau uh, oh yeah 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 it was pretty good. that was a, that was pretty pretty all right right i mean it was them just holding on to their copyright by making a film but yeah sure it was all right but at the same time in 2015 this was being shot mowgli legend of the jungle by andy circus aka Gollum, and uh, and a whole bunch of other characters like king yeah. kong and christian bale and that cook in the king kong film okay 2015 this was shot then John Favreau's film came out in 2016, and this was meant to be coming out like six months afterwards, but they've decided, actually, no, this is way too similar because we're literally doing a film about the same topic. Let's mm-hmm. hold off. Yeah. So they've waited two years mm-hmm. with a bunch of like VFX and post-production work, and now they're just chucking it on Netflix. Yay. So, well, first of all, I've just got a wee clip to, to play for the trailer, then we'll discuss this a bit more fully. Why am I different? You are special. Right, James, this film to me seems like a total mess. What's happened here? Uh, they've tried to stick to the original story and possibly tried to change the film in post because it was similar to the other one. I know we've had this uh, we've had this kind of discussion before where you get these films which are basically identical released very shortly one after another. For example, Olympus Has Fallen and White House Down were basically the same movie. Yeah, yeah, or, or uh, Bugs, whatever, and Ants. Bugs Life and Ants, yeah. Yeah, that was a classic. Noah and uh, Exodus, Gods and Kings. Yeah, this is what there's happens. So, there's so many of these examples and this is just another one and... I mean, frankly, I feel a bit sorry for Andy Serkis because this is meant to be his directorial debut and it's just going on Netflix. Directorial debuts can go on Netflix and that's okay. No, but that... The problem is that this is like a full CG masterpiece. Like, they've they've actually put the high efforts into it and then no one's going to see it on the big screen. Exactly. Like, it's all right to have your debut on Netflix. That's fine. But to have something with so much love and attention and the extra years go into it and then it doesn't actually get seen in its full form, that's a bit of a shame. Like, they, they shot this, like, I think one of the only recognisable uh, human characters is Frida Pinto from Slumdog Millionaire. Mm-hmm. Like, she shot her stuff, and the whole film was shot in 2015. And it's just been sitting there, just waiting. So I do feel bad for them, because, yeah, and it's a lot of money. I mean, I don't know how Netflix kind of can explain, be like, yeah, we're going to buy this film for $100 million and maybe, you know, a couple million people will watch it. Like, how do you justify that? I don't really know how Netflix justifies its purchases. It's a confusing market. You know, if they keep buying the big films and taking them off the big screens, then maybe they'll start a revolution. We're never going to have big screen anymore. That's very sad. Thank you, Netflix. I know. Right, okay, let's move on, or rather move backwards to Toy Story 4. (sighs) Teaser trailer and synopsis has been revealed. I'm not going to play the trailer because it's basically just music and lots of characters going, yay. Oh, yeah, no, it's music and happy faces until the hilarious ending. Right, James. Okay, first of all, dear listeners, if you've not seen this Toy Story 4 teaser trailer go watch it first and then come back to this and decide whether or not you thought the trailer was like one of these fan-made spoofs because 
James, I don't know about you. In fact, just go. Just tell me what you thought of this because I... No, you know what? Never mind. Just speak. Use your words. I thought this trailer was pretty dumb. And then in the end, there was like this, this, this talking spork and it was really dumb. And I'm not excited for this film. They need to win me over. You're right. It's like a, it's a homemade spork or a fork made of different things that just like pops up at the end and screams a lot. Now, I know it's voiced by Tony Hale from Arrested Development. I do love him. He's Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. But this, to me, I'm not, you know, yeah, I'm still going to go see the film. But look at this and just think, this looks dire. Well, the thing is, it's asking a pretty significant question in the Toy Story universe. And that question is, is, what is a toy? Because this spork became a toy at some point. This spork gained its sentience at some point. When it was a spork in its little spork package, unused for whatever food item it got delivered with, okay, it was not a toy and it was not sentient. Someone started adding like pipe cleaners and eyes to this spork, and at which point did this spork gain sentience? That's the answer we're going to get from this, this film. Is, we're going to find out is, what makes a toy, and that is terrifying. This is way too deep for like what's meant to be a kid's movie. And again, we are talking about an animated spork here. Yeah, but also it's Toy Stories, and they are way too deep for animated kids' movies. I know, well, yeah, but the third one, when they were well, like literally facing the incinerator together. Yeah. It was so dark. Yeah. It was, it was great. I loved it. So that's, that's the only hope. They've got to show us that they're actually going down that path of exploring a dark, dark topic for the toys. I want every single one of them to have an ex- existential crisis. <laughs> How many pieces do I have to lose before I'm no longer a toy? I just don't know why you revisit the franchise. Toy Story 3 was a perfect ending. They had to. They got forced to. It wasn't their choice. Why have they not called this Toy Story 4 Plus or Toy Story Plus? Toy Story 4 Plus. That would be crazy, Colin. Crazy. Plus Toy Story. And we're only allowed to make that joke one more time before it's going to become not funny anymore. It might already be not funny. Yeah, I think we've already passed that. I think we've kind of used it. I think it wasn't funny the first time I said it, but let's pretend it's still funny. Okay. (laughs) Great, great stuff. Let's go on to just some reviews of things we've seen uh, for the week. James. Hey. uh, Wait, wait a minute. Hold on a second. I missed the most important trailer of the week. You did? Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. Oh, I did. Right. Okay. Let's just play. Let's just play a clip of this, and then let's just dive right in. They try to talk to me all the time. All they hear is Pika Pika. Oh, you can hear him, right? Pika Pika. Yeah. Pika Pika Pika. He's adorable. You're adorable. They can't understand me, kid. Can no one else hear him? I don't need a Pokemon. Period. And what about a world-class detective? Because if you want to find your pops, I'm your best bet. Right, first of all, Jane, but before we discuss this, just to let you know, uh, apparently the fact that Pikachu has fur mm-hmm. has upset some people. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, uh, he's a little mouse thing, right? He's, he's supposed he's like to a be rabbit furry. Thing, yeah, and he was meant to, yeah, apparently he's meant to be furry, but in every like previous iteration, they can't give him fur because it was like 2001. Pixels. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's one thing. And then also the Mr. Mime character who is spotted in the trailer. And also spotted in his face. I mean, no, shut up. Uh, There was a suggestion online that some horror movies should just give up now because you will never get past the body horror of Mr. Mime. No, Mr. Mime was pretty terrifying, I'll be honest with you. Right, okay. For people who don't know, this is a Pokemon movie called Detective Pikachu with Ryan Reynolds voicing Pikachu. Ah, yes. James, first impressions of this trailer. I'm I'm a bit creeped. I'm a bit creeped by it, I'll be honest with you here. It seems weird. I'm I'm curious. 
I'll, I'll go as far as curious. Do you know what? I'm going to stick my, my neck out here. I actually really liked the trailer because it was not what I was expecting. Yeah. When I saw this, the news that Ryan Reynolds was involved in the film, I thought it meant that it was going to be one of these like horrible movies where Ryan Reynolds is the human character interacting with all the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he's actually voicing Pikachu. Yeah. Pikachu's got this it, like dark detective voice. It just so it just to me just sounds like Deadpool in Pikachu, which I'm okay with. I mean, that would be all right, I suppose. Cuz he's he's just being him like he's just doing the same Deadpool voice, which I'm assuming is just his own voice, but it's all like sarcastic and and funny and yeah. Ryan Reynolds-esque. And so, everyone everyone else understands Pikachu just as saying Pikachu. Or Pika Pika. But his, his, his partner in, in solving crime is the one that can hear him saying his, all these all these Ryan Reynolds words. I mean, I thought they would have like just made the human character Ash. Ash Ketchum? Ash Ketchup? Ash, Ash Ketchum. Ash Ketchum. Ash Chiefs. Uh... So, no, so it's, who is it? Tim Tim Goodman is the name of our, yes, our hero, and he's looking for his papa, who is missing in Rhyme City. And his papa was a detective, and his old partner, or his ex partner, was Pikachu. Pikachu himself, the only Pikachu. Oh, I see. There's probably more than one Pikachu. And so Pikachu uh, is looking for his old partner, and Tim is looking for his man. His, his 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 father. He's looking for his man. He's looking for his man father. Try Tinder. Try Tinder. And that's it. That's about it. And Pikachu's all having a chat with him and also saying funny things. It's going to be real good. I'm excited for it. I am. Like, genuinely, I wasn't. And then I saw the trailer. It wasn't what I expected. And now I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm on board for this. I'm on that Pika hype train. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm still just curious. <laughs> I like the I like the set design though. It's very it looks dark and neon. I like that. James, I was curious for a while, but then I just accepted it. Well, there's a deadline okay. on this one, I suppose. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Talk of things we've seen. Now I as I mentioned in my caveat at the start, dear people, I do not just sit around now and watch movies and TV shows. However, in the last week I have managed to motor through quite a lot. So mm-hmm. I've seen Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Overlord, which is a... I'll get to that. And I've almost also finished The Good Place Season 2, and I've started House of Cards Season 6. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep this succinct, because I don't want people to To tune out, because Colin sharing his opinions. Yeah. If they haven't already. Bohemian Rhapsody is okay. Like, it's not what everybody is proclaiming it to be. I thought it was too long. I thought it didn't really delve into the characters. That being said, Rami Malek as Freddie Mercury, is brilliant. He will get lots of nominations and awards, I have no doubt. Six out of ten for that. He'll look the fun. Six out of ten for something with, with Romalek being amazing. Yeah, yeah something... So, yeah. It's okay. it's like it's like The Darkest Hour last year with okay. Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill. Like, the film itself was not that good and it didn't Nothing really... Nothing revolutionary. Yeah, and it didn't really show Winston Churchill for what he was really like. Right. It gave, like, a very, like, ideological, oh, he was a great man. Yeah. Like he wasn't a racist, misogynistic right. creep. Okay. Uh, and then Freddie... Mr. Fred's isn't actually represented again. He's, uh, yeah, not really. It's kind of just hinted at that he was, like, maybe a little bit gay, as opposed to, like, actually, no, he was... A full-blown gay. He was more into that than than perhaps the film lets on. Okay. I don't think it, I don't think it, it doesn't shy away from it, but it just doesn't... It doesn't touch I mean, anything deep and important. It doesn't do anything yeah. significant. That's a shame. I was looking forward to that film. And it's also, like, the the actual members of the, the members of Queen themselves, like Brian May and Roger Moore, 
it doesn't really get into them at all. They're just right. like supporting characters who show oh. up at band practices and get a bit moody with them. Oh. Well, how is the music? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. Like, people in the cinema started singing along with it. And oh. as I say, like, Rami Malek is fab, and that's what makes the film. He'll get an award. So Yes. He will, yeah. But it's not quite enough to drag the film up to, like, a, this is one of the films of the year. It's not. Okay. Okay, very briefly, Overlords is a 18-rated zombie horror war movie. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that film. J.J. Abrams producing and a bunch of, like... In the- Cloverfield universe. I don't. It's not actually. It is. It's in the Cloverfield universe. It's definitely no. It's not. It's, it's officially in, in the Cloverfield no, universe. Not. It really is. I promise okay, you. It's in the Cloverfield it's, universe. It's in the World War Cloverfield universe. Yeah. Um, it has a bunch of kind of like actors you'd probably recognise from smaller films. It is actually excellent. <gasps> no way. Also has um, Pilau Azbiek as the bad guy. He's also in Game of Thrones. I can't remember what character he is, but he's in it. And yeah, I mean it's. It's pretty gory, and there was a, l- a few times I was like watching through my fingers, but actually it's good fun. I enjoyed it. Solid seven. I'm excited about that. I thought it was going to be terrible. Yeah, so did I, but actually it's good fun. Give, it, give it a try if you can. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Right, whizzing through it. The Good Place Season 2. I do not really understand the hype for this show. I know everybody loves it, and it's winning lots of awards, and it is, like, it's an okay show. It's fine. Like, if you want to pass the time, great. But in terms of all-time greatest comedy shows, it's nowhere near. Not even remotely close to it. Still finished season two anyway. You did it. So, yeah, it's, it's fine. Like, it's it's okay. It's fine. I'm okay with it. Right. House of Cards season six. Last one. Oh, yeah. Before I get on to you. You have commenced the season six. I have. So this is the last season of House of Cards without Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Wait, no. It's also the first season of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sorry. It's, it's also the show's last season. Yeah. And it's the first one without him. The problem remains... now. What they do, if you've watched any sort of start of House, House of Cards season, it does a recap of the previous, you know, mm-hmm. what did you miss last time? And it basically reframes the entire season, the entire, like, five series yeah. around Claire. Yeah, to be it, about Claire's rise to power. Yeah, exactly. And it may be, like, there's, it's like a three minute long recap, and there's maybe two lines of audio from from Kevin Spacey's character, from Frank yeah. Underwood. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting because you're kind of like, look, I know you're trying to reframe it and kind of get him out of it, which I understand. But at the same time, like the show was about him. Yeah. Although they kind of had been doing the final season. They had been doing the whole like, actually, yes. which one of them is going to end up in power thing. So, yeah, it works. And it's no spoiler to say because it's actually in the trailer. Like he does. He's he's dead. So by the time the season starts, he's already he's already died. He's been deaded. That's OK. Maybe he's still not dead. Maybe he's maybe it's a secret, not death. Colin. I want I want one spoiler for this show. And it's not really what? a spoiler again because he's dead. How does he die, Colin? Do we know? Claire Underwood's um hints at the fact sorry, Robin Wright, I should say. She does a lot of fourth wall breakage. She tells the audience, like kind of knowing winks like, hmm, I bet you want to know how Frank died. Ooh. Mm, Here's my middle finger. Some, mm, lovely information for you. <laughs> Power play. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sucks. So I do, like, uh, they have reframed the entire series. I know it was swinging towards her anyway, but now they've just killed him off. His shadow is still, like, looming large over the show. I've only watched the first episode of Eight, but it's still, like, he's conspicuous by his absence. All right. Yeah. What have you seen? I haven't finished anything, so I'm, I'll save those for another week. I've watched some of a lot of things. Okay. No, no films either. Well, I should be watching a film. So we move on. Are you just like spending all your time just like 
baking or going for long walks, drinking tea, trying crystal meth, lighting 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 candles for an hour, you know, going out to see the fireworks, maybe. Oh, the crystal meth, and that's actually what I was doing last <laughs> okay. night. Yeah, well, I forgot a, about that till now. It's a fun way to spend a Tuesday. Yeah, that's why. That's why they call it Meth Tuesday. Sp- spending hours rewriting Twitter bios. <laughs> okay, it's fine. Uh, let's move on <laughs> to Donald Trump. <gasps> Because we just can't get enough of him. Everyone's best boy. Oh, I know. He did not attend the Remembrance Day service in Paris on Sunday due to the rain, which mm-hmm. he then blamed on the Secret Service, who told him, nope, you, you, you can't do a motorcade through Paris. I mean, I know you are the, the leader of the free world, but you can't do it. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, I'm going to stay in my hotel. Uh, uh, Paris is too dangerous for us American peoples. We cannot handle the Paris. Just uh, a day after that, or just a few hours after that, actually, he blamed gross mismanagement by forestry authorities in California for the fact that these wildfires, which have displaced over a quarter of a million people and killed at least 42, 200 still missing. He, yeah, he blamed those fires on bad management, bad which management. of course uh-huh. provoked a furious response, as, uh, as it well, would do. Yeah, because he cut down the budget for the forestry management. And also in terms of like what the amount of land that the forestry kind of commission in America actually owns, I think it's something like 3% of the affected forest, the rest like 60% belongs to the Federal Reserve. So ah. actually shut up Trump. Shut up Trump. Lastly, you liar. After he left Paris, he then started mocking Emmanuel Macron, the French president, on Twitter by talking about the fact that uh, American wine is like doing better than French wine and Macron's popularity is the worst it's ever been. Is it? Blah, 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 blah. And then he ended it with make France great again. (gasps) Make France great. Oh, no, yeah, because he was like hinting that Germany might invade France again. Ooh, there's no unity in Europe. Germany's the bad guys. What are you going to do about that, France? He said the French people started speaking German before we rescued them in World War II. Like, shut up, man. <laughs> and also CNN are suing him for the whole Jim Acosta thing. James, where do we even start with this? Let's go just to the, the Secret Service at fault, apparently, for the fact that Trump yeah. couldn't make a parade. No, because helicopters can't fly in the rain. Everybody knows that. If everyone's Everyone even knows a little bit, helicopters are all grounded. And then everybody also knows that the Americans, they don't have good access to armoured vehicles. They don't have good planning. So if plan if the, plan A goes down, they don't have a plan B. America never needs a plan B until they do, and then they don't have it. Well, I mean, why would they? They're America. So there's no possible way he could have got there. It it was raining a bit. Like how could be sympathetic, Colin? It was raining a touch. It was raining a little bit. He and possibly I mean, he go. was he was a, he was a whole sixty miles away. Yeah, sixty whole miles. I mean, that would have taken what a whole hour. He would have never made it. He probably would have died en route. Yeah, that would have been a stressful drive. Oh, full of danger, and and you never know what could have happened. So no, it's it's completely understandable that he didn't make it to that. Yeah, yeah. And so the fact that you blame the Secret Service, like, mate, you are the president. Yeah, no, they're the guys that are taking care of you. If it wasn't for them, you'd be dead already. Like you just, they just present you with options, and you say, right, I'm gonna take the motorcade, or actually, no, I'm just gonna stay in the hotel and tweet. Yeah, I reckon I'm reckoning the Secret Service had like at least a dozen ways to get him there, and he he just elected not to go. Mr. Trump, would you like to try this new beta version of our teleportation device? Well, actually, I wouldn't. Mr. Want Trump, here's a portal. To be fair, if if that was one of the options, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have taken that one either. No, no. Mr. <laughs> but like Mr. Trump, here's a car. Mr. Trump, here's the mega bus from Paris. It's cost us a tenner. <laughs> we booked the whole thing. <laughs> exactly. Like 
Oh, but the th- I think just people see through that. Apart from his hardcore base, who are just like, "Yeah, Secret Service, you bunch of dafties." Yeah, but that's who he's. That's who he's chatting to is his base. They don't care about the truth. They just care for whatever he says, and t- and they try to spin it themselves to something good. He doesn't have to try. He says whatever he wants, and it will work. Okay, California fires blaming gross mismanagement. What do you make of this? Uh, again, just like straight up lies. Yeah. Yeah. All he's doing is lying, d- deflecting, blaming other people for all of his mistakes. Like this government cut the budget for for the forestry commission and then they blame them for a thing that isn't really exactly in their control or power and they're doing their best like america and most of the world and forests we don't have like a a good relationship with forests no no not really we cut them down a lot they burn us a lot we clean them up a lot they burn us a lot um we 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 put out minor fires too often so then we get a whole bunch of like tree debris which burns real quick and dries out real quick and burns even faster so we're, we're learning how to do forests but this Did is tr- this is on this is on the government oh yeah so okay. if you burn forests in a small amount you never get a big fire because it takes care of all of the debris but if right. you just if you if you put out every single fire the debris builds up and dries out over the summers and you end up with just like a, a, a sweeping huge and super fast fire Interesting. Raging storm of flame. Wow. Okay. Uh, penultimately, making fun of Macron on Twitter, despite literally just being at his house and Macron yeah. touched his leg. Yeah. I've been there. And, and like suggesting that Germany are the bad guys. And, and it just yep. shows the lack of education again, right? This whole thing just shows a lack of education, intelligence, decorum, anything good, really. But just, Trump, please stop. I know you're a big fan. And, you know, just stop. Just listen to us. It's like, it's a slightly weird dynamic because I didn't realise Macron is as old as, I think, Donald Trump Jr. Well, yeah, it's because Trump's like for ancient. Well, he is for ancient, but I, it might not actually be Donald Trump Jr. It's some, it's a son or a son-in-law, but because he's the same age as Macron, I, I, it's like a weird dad-son dynamic thing. Yeah, but it's like the dad's less intelligent, less capable. That sounds familiar. Can't keep up, you know far less attractive so he, he's just feeling like a little a little boy not in power and when macron took a couple of punches at him and the french military took a took a punch at him yes they did for, for good tweet you know he's he's gonna feel powerless and he's gonna tweet because that's where power is power is in tweets lastly cnn suing him after the whole jim acosta being banned from the white house for karate chopping uh, girl. Oh yeah, no, that was a proper crash. I hope she recovers. Oh yeah, like her her arm nearly flew off. It was amazing. It might be shattered. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so they're suing, and they're allowed to. I think it's the guy that represented. It's some the the lawyer that's representing them is is a big and famous lawyer in the U.S. He was represented uh, the the couple that got LGBT. No, the couple that got gay marriage. Really changed in America. This is the lawyer that represented them. He's represented George Bush before, I think. This is a very significant guy, so it seems like CNN's safely got a shout of causing some bit of an argument. Right, okay, well, that's so your... Go, go them. That's your week of Trump news and him being an idiot. Nice analysis, James. Thank you very much. Uh, we're going to end the show with probably the most significant news of the week, but of course, we leave it to the last. Brexit. Now, the UK <laughs> and the EU Yay. have apparently agreed the text of a draft withdrawal agreement. Which probably just means that we did all the things the EU asked us to, and 
now they're it's going to get presented to our government. Our government's going to say no thanks. And they're just yeah. So what's happening now is that they're discussing. Theresa May will discuss the draft proposal with her cabinet on Wednesday yeah. afternoon, which is uh, today. And there may well be resignations after that. The one issue, James, I've noticed is that they apparently have come to a conclusion uh, with, or they've reached a decision over the Irish hard border, mm, and they they're have. essentially going to let the northern they're going to let Northern Ireland stay in the single market or like for the free <laughs> movement of goods. Oh yeah, so that they don't have a hard border. Uh huh. So. My question is, if Northern Ireland gets that, why doesn't Scotland get that? Or Wales yeah, get that? Like, where's actually, where's the border going to be then? Yeah, and like, does that mean Northern Ireland have not Brexited? Does that, yeah, I mean, Northern Ireland are no longer in the UK. Like, there's so many ramifications for this. Yeah, it was an impossible situation, and they've just listened to what Europe wanted. Congrats, Theresa. Do you think Britain have just been like, you know what? Yeah, you, you were right all along. Let's well, sign it. Yeah, they just have to. Because it's the only, thing, the only way we're going to get any agreement at all is to listen to the EU. Oh, man. Oh, well, James, um, I think if they have another Brexit referendum, do you know what they should call it? Brexiter. Brexitist. Brexit Plus, obviously, but yes, oh, that was what cracker. I was looking for. What a cracker yeah. of a line. <laughs> Thanks, James. Right, that, I think, is the end of the show. James, uh, I will see you at some point next week before I go to Amsterdam and then Madrid and then other places. Wow, show off. I'm staying in Glasgow. <laughs> it's fine. I'm going, to, I'm going to America for a wedding with a kilt, but that's not for a while yet. I'm uh, staying in Glasgow. Oh, great. It'll be fun. Okay. I'll see you soon. Hey, uh, one fifty. What? Oh yeah. I'll see you then. Yeah. See you, Colin. Bye. See you, see you everybody. Thanks for listening, Mum. Cheers, Pikachu. <laughs>